Lord, in the darkness place, in the darkness place, come on this morning, the darkness place, oh, in the darkness place, oh, in the darkness place, at his name, at his name, in the darkness place, at his name, at his name, in the darkness place, at his name, at his name, in the darkness place, at his name, at his name, in the darkness place, at his name, at his name, in the darkness please, at his name, at his name, in the darkness place. Oh, for the Lord delights, hey, for the Lord delights in showing mercy, for the Lord. the Lord one more time. You guys ready? The verse is so powerful. Bless the Lord, oh you his mighty one. Bless the Lord, all you heavenly hosts. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. Let all the earth be his dominion. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, you his mighty ones. Bless the Lord. Are you heavenly hosts? Bless the Lord. Are you his angels?
Your grace runs deeper for all in sin. 
that bridge one more time. Well, there was sin, your love rushed in. Where sin runs deep, your grace runs deeper. For all enslaved, the ransom paid. Light of the world, yours is the power. Well, there was sin, your love rushed in. Where sin runs deep, your grace runs deeper. For all enslaved, the ransom paid. Light of the world, yours is where there was sin. Where there was sin. Your love rushed in Where sin runs deep Your grace runs deeper For all in slain The ransom pain Light of the world Yours is the power Where there was sin Your love rushed in Where sin runs deep Your grace runs deeper for all enslaved, the ransom pain, light of the world, yours is the power, and hallelujah, death is defeated, Christ has risen from the grave, and hallelujah, it is finished all to She gave me the microphone. That's trust. <laughs> um, I moved here a couple of months ago from Fort Mill, and I injured my back, and I haven't been able to sit still. Um, went to the doctor and used my last bit of food money to go to the doctor. I don't go to the doctor very often, but um, he adjusted me, and then it went right back out. So um, we were having church last Sunday, and I sat here next to Jerry and Ruthie Wickline, and um, Pastor David was at the end of the service, and he called people up to receive Jesus. And then he called. Then he started to say, "And if you need healing," and he got the out, and I was boom right there. <laughs> yes, yes. And it was very painful. I did some silly stuff, lifted stuff I shouldn't have. So anyway, he prayed for me. I didn't feel anything right away, but I was like, I am not leaving here with this pain. So I sat back down, and um, Jerry and Ruthie started praying for me, and I started praying for me. As they were praying for me, I said, body, you listen. You know, I was talking to myself, listen to this, and you obey. And I was trying to get, you know, just agree with it, and, but I was like a dog on a bone. You are going to listen. 
And um, the, I started to cry. And when I started to cry, the pain just left. And Jerry told me that he had felt a pain in his back sitting near me and didn't know who it was for. So it was amazing how the body ministers to the body. And, and I got healed and I haven't had any pain until I told you I was going to give the testimony. A sneaky little pain came back and I said, ah, 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 ah. Go in Jesus' name, and it went. So I praise God for healing me and healing whoever else has back pain. Oh, thank you, Lord. Wow, praise the Lord. Hey, I want to just remind you, too, about that word that was spoken over our church, and you can listen to it. But to much is given, much is required. That's the other part of the story. And so we're going to have to be on our toes in this hour and uh, be ready. The fight is getting intense. Yesterday, Shirley and I did something pretty unique. She felt like we should go to all of our neighbors. And so she made 30 uh, packages of different things, the Bible verses and uh, Christmas stuff, ornaments, things like that. But anyway, so we went. You would not believe. The, you, within a mile of this church, folks, there's some people living in unbelievable, unbelievable conditions. And uh, so we, we had a glorious time, and a couple of people prayed to receive the Lord. And only the Lord knows that. But we prayed for a number of healings. One house, the last house, wasn't the last one, but it was church. They were seated around a table, and one guy had sugar diabetes. Anyway, we had church. We were praying, and it was glorious. Let me encourage you. Do something in this season. People are more open. Only two people wouldn't open the door. Only two. And uh, one man, you could tell, is a little bit had a little bitter experience you know and but anyway listen just a little act of love opens the kingdom to people and shows them that god loves them and so be bold during this season do stuff different make up something and just go knock on doors you never you don't know what's going to happen you don't know listen get out there this is not church as normal. This is just a place to gather, get some fresh orders, fresh anointing, and then go to the ends of the earth. Do what God's called you to do. Everyone, we are to be of the word, not hearers only, right? Well, you wouldn't believe. You would not believe. I mean, you would believe. Uh, but anyway, I'm telling you, it's not far away. People really close to us that need Jesus. So give them Jesus. Who else is going to if you don't? Amen? Can I, I'm not fussing. I'm not bragging. I'm not fussing. I'm just telling you, it was exciting. It was a lot of fun. And we've done that stuff before, but yesterday was really, really special. Anyway, look with me, if you would, in Revelation chapter 1. And I want to share some things. I put, I, I put in this, uh, this email we sent out that I was going to speak about the Antichrist versus the anointing. And I'm going to back off a little bit from that because I don't want to talk a lot about the Antichrist, but a little bit about the anointing I will talk about. And we'll cover this, that rascal at another time, except to say, folks, if he's not in the earth right now, I can tell you, if he's not, the spirit of Antichrist really is. And so you better have the real thing. The anti is the opposite of the anointing. It's a false anointing, deception, all kinds of things. And uh, we're living in incredible days. If you just paid attention to yesterday's news, you would know this is not normal stuff. All the nations of the world signed an agreement, a climate change. You know, that scripture in Revelation says, the whole world worshiped and followed the beast. 
How's that going to happen? It's going to happen through great deception. There's never been a greater deception than climate change. They used to call it global warming, and then they changed the name to deceive the masses of people. But all the nations of the world, the Bible's coming alive. We're living in a prophetic hour, an incredible time. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if anybody in our Senate and Congress will stand up. Because, you know, to ratify a treaty, one man can't do it. It takes the Senate and the Congress. Anyway, not, do you guys even know what I'm talking about? Some of you do, some of you don't. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's just suffice to say, these are intense times. Maybe the Lord will tarry a thousand years. I don't know, but they're intense times. And all the th when I study all this stuff, I'm seeing it come alive. Linda, I'm having a hard time preaching right now because what... What I read on Monday, and I think, boy, this is great stuff. This is anointed. I read the Bible on Tuesday. I say, no, Lord, this is great stuff. This is anointed. Then I read on Wednesday. No, forget Monday. This is great stuff. There's a revelation happening right now. The unfolding, the revealing of Jesus. You read the Bible, you can't but help. Say, God, this is alive. This is good stuff. You must be real. He is real. And I, I know some of you are saying, man, settle down. What, what is this Christmas? I'm going to talk a little bit about Christmas. But I ain't settling down. I'm, I'm going to get more. We ain't got time. Settling down and having church and being normal is, it's over. You know, revival, and we're going to have it. We're all having it. There's signs. There's little rumblings. But, uh, and there are all kinds of things. We need all those manifestations so it gets us on track. But I read where Vance Havners, he said the definition of revival is the church going back to normal. New Testament, normal Christianity. Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. Just seeing masses of people saved. It's just normal. Normal. So maybe we could bypass some of the manifestations and just go to normal. You know where that, what's that game, go directly to go? Or what, what is that? Yeah, Monopoly, forgive me. Hey, Shirley, you want to play Monopoly when we get home? <laughs> it's a joke. We haven't played Monopoly in years. But anyway, just go to go. Go to normal. You've been destined to be on fire for God. You're not to be a lump sitting around waiting for something. You've got to rise up when it gets dark. If you hadn't looked around lately, it's getting dark. I'm getting excited. How many of you? The darker it gets, the more excited you ought to be. Man, I get to shine. I'm rising up. Okay, we better get to the scripture. That was my intro here. I don't know. I'm going to just, I ain't going to talk much about the anti today. But I will sometime. I'll expose this stuff. I'm, I'm seeing him manifesting people today. But I'm looking for something greater. The revelation, now look at this in verse 1, let's read this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God, chapter 1, verse 1, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God, to the testimony of Jesus, and to all things that he saw. That's going to keep us pretty busy in the days to come. Just giving witness to the testimony of Jesus and all things we're going to see. Blessed is he who reads and hears the words. You get blessed for reading the book of Revelation. How many of you knew that? Just read it. Hear it. 
You get blessed. Verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you, peace to him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Let me say that again. He is the ruler over the kings of the earth. Amen. How many of you know that? And it's made us... Or actually, let's read the rest. To him who loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. Behold, he is coming. How many of you know that? He is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him. The tribes on the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. So what if they mourn? Even so, amen. Some folks are going to mourn when he shows up, especially in churches. Lord, what are you doing showing up here? We were very comfortable in our own plan. Anyway, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who shall, who is to come, the Almighty. Father, help me. Help us get through this. God, give us revelation. There are two things, basically, I want to get. I want us to get today. Father, help me to impart it. Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, I don't even... We're just grateful we're here right now. Lord... Just release the anointing. We want the anointing to do the will of God. Father, I pray that people that walked in here today with just their cups half filled, they'll go out overflowing, spilling over everywhere they go. Lord, in the name of Jesus, the hour is short. Things are shortly coming to pass. Help us be a prophetic people on time, on fire, ready. God, anoint this word. Help. Lord, help me to convey what you're giving me. Help me to condense it, God, because you're giving me so much stuff. I don't know how to condense some of this. But I thank you, God, for this hour. So, Lord, what I don't say, you say, pour it in them. Pour it in them. More is caught than taught. So do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. What kind of prayer is that? It reminds me when I was first in seminary. You know, I went to seminary, did all that stuff. And so we go out to eat at the Piccadilly. And we ask this guy to pray. And he's trying to impress us. It's, Dear God, bless this food. And he goes on and on. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, get on with it. Get, what are you doing? We, we got to go back to class. Get on. You're not impressing anybody. Especially God. You know, they, there's a, a certain way to say that. And I don't know. I had a fun time. Now... I was reminded this week of a prophecy given in 1987. I was living in West Virginia. It's before you and I met. It's back in those struggling days, single pastor and all that stuff. But anyway, I remember hearing a prophecy of a youth pastor in Pennsylvania. And his prophecy, I was recently reminded, but here's, here's what it said. It said, there will be two winds that will blow across America. First, a wind with the name holiness. Holiness. That win. And the second win, the kingdom of God. And if you do not embrace the first win, you will not have the power to walk in the second wind. And I remembered that. I remember reading it. And, that, and I heard it just in the last few weeks. Can I tell you, those two winds are converging. Holiness is absolutely the message of the hour. Without holiness... No one. I don't care who they are. I don't care how they pronounce the name God. They are not going to see him without holiness. There's something about it. I know that he's, he's our holiness. We yield to him. We surrender. It's not our works. It's his work in us 
That's transformed us. Old things passed away, all things become new. I know that. But there's something about this. Cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. Some of that is our part. We just say no to stuff. And the way you say no is by saying first yes to Him. How many of you know that? You try to say no to the stuff of the world, it's almost... No, it's impossible. But if you say yes to Him, then you can say no. Because greater is He that's in you. Does that make sense? When you're struggling with a sin, say yes to Him first. Yield to Him. Receive His holiness. But I'm telling you, that other wind, the kingdom of God is breaking out over planet earth right now and there are many things going to be going on in the world in this hour many things are going to start happening in 2016 how many of you know that we've been telling you that i've been telling you till i'm i'm not blue in my face but anyway i'm i just been telling you because it's in my heart it's a burden i'm trying to awaken the people i'm not going to be one of those god said why didn't you tell them the truth what were you a coward do you know the first ones he's going to toss into the pit will be the cowards the cowards they wouldn't stand up they wouldn't speak the truth i'm not going to be a coward but i'm telling you we gotta we gotta be ready for stuff that's coming and regardless of what's coming the gospel is the answer Say the gospel is the answer. The gospel of the kingdom is the answer. If there is, and it's not an if, there is an Islamic invasion. It's already taken place, folks. It just hadn't manifested fully. God's restraining it just a little. Giving us more daylight. One more day to do the will of God. It's going to happen. In fact... Rick sent out something with the Oak Initiative. I, I should have researched it more, but this guy is an expert. He said that in the Islamic world, there are two worlds, basically. There's this one where Sharia law is the law of the land. And that's where you don't want to live under Sharia law. The other is this condition of war that is pre-Sharia law. That's their, that's their view. They're going to create war and chaos and out of that bring about an Islamic caliphate. We have those in our nation behind the scenes working for that right now. And you would be surprised. No, you wouldn't. A lot of stuff's going on. But I'm telling you, the answer is the gospel of the kingdom. We can't have anything else. If we have anything else, we are finished. We've got to have the real thing. The real thing, the real gospel, the real power of God. And that's what I'm going to pray that it will be imparted to us this morning. We've got to have an anointing. Listen, it's the, the devil is scared to death of the anointing. He's not scared of the church. The church is about to be shaken out of its core. But the anointing is going to be rising up in the earth. I don't know if some of you are getting this. Some of you are saying, man, this is close to Christmas. How come we can preach on Mary had a little lamb or something? You know, really simple. You know, this guy, I am talking about this guy. But he's grown up. He's living in you and me. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to get through all this stuff. I have no idea. All right. Today I want to begin to build a foundation of where we're going in 2016. Joseph, I, I don't see Joseph and Christina, but Joseph's little four-year-old boy, he had a dream this week. Joseph in here? No, they're probably watching by web stream. You know, you, they had another baby come along. When you have babies, you get preoccupied. Just ask Chris, Jenny, it happens. 
It's a good preoccupation. But he said his four-year-old son came to him and said, Dad, I had a dream. And I saw this big rock coming out of heaven to the earth. And he shared that with us. I know you say, well, that's just a kid's dream. No, there's something to it. There's a foundation God wants to set in place. It's the kingdom that cannot be shaken. There's something of substance and solid coming on the earth. And we got to preach it, live it, walk in it. Last week, Alice, you know, she was, she's an anointed young lady. Or not young lady, but I know some folks didn't understand Alice. I remember the time when I would see people praying for the sick. You know, I came out of the Baptist ranks, and I thought, man, they gotta, they got to have a demon. You know, sometimes, when the real Jesus shows up, that's one thing you'll think. He's got to be a demon. That's what they said about Jesus, you know, when you don't understand. And I, and I just thought, Lord, I hope nobody thinks she has a demon because people were getting healed, and it was really good. But anyway, one thing she said, she said, uh, we got to do what the Father's doing. Remember that? And hear what he's saying. And that's the hour we're living. we got to do that. we got to be ready. And there's something else. See this picture over here. This picture. Jill. God bless Jill for getting us ready today for this Moravian Love Feast too. Give her a hand. A rip. Jill. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. If you're in here. But anyway, there's something about, there's an anointing on that picture. That's what the Lord's doing right now. He's, he's finding his bride, his folks, and he's pouring oil on them. We're going to do that today. I'm going to figure out a way to, to do it somehow, even if I just pray. Now go back to Revelation. Look at this. You guys with me? Everybody with me? I feel like I'm, I'm running in a field by myself. <clears throat> Am I running in a field by myself? No, okay. Yeah, you got to shout or something. Say something. This, this is goodness gracious. This is what we've been living, what we've been waiting for, moments like this. Anyway, all right, look, look at this. I want to go over and look at it, just some of the things I want to point out. Something I saw this week. The revel now, this is neat. The revelation of Jesus, which God gave Jesus to show his servants. You ever seen that? God had this revelation he gave to Jesus of Jesus. That's pretty good, isn't it? A revelation of Jesus to Jesus. But he didn't keep it for himself. He gave it away to John and to his servants. You know, sometimes you get revelation. It's not for you. Now this was, we understand, about Jesus, the unfolding, the revealing. We understand that. But he gave it immediately away to John and his servants. Sometimes God will give you something and you're wondering, how come this isn't working out for me? It's not for you. God gave it to you to give it away to somebody. Look for somebody to pray for, to minister to, to give that word to. And, and it's just the way the kingdom of God works. He gave it away to his servants. Do we have any of the servants of God in here today? Guess what? He gave it to us. Not just John. John, bless his heart. Thank you, Jesus, for what he endured. He gave, he wrote it down. But it's also to us. This unfolding revelation of the testimony of Jesus was given to you and me. And not to hoard, but to give away. Do you understand? Man, I could just preach on verse 1. But anyway, verse 2, and in verse 4, who bore witness to the word of God, the testimony of Jesus, and all things that he saw. Get ready. You think you've seen something? Eye is not seen, ear is not heard. The things that he's prepared for those that love him. You hadn't seen anything yet. 
our God is on the move. He is not hiding. He's not running. He's not taking cover. He's not in retreat. The kingdom of God is advancing in this hour. Blessed is he who reads. And we read that part. Let's look down. Now, this is really good what I saw. Let me skip down to verse 5. Here's Jesus' resume. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us, washed us from our sin. Now, watch verse 6. And made us kings and priests to his God and Father. You, do you mind if I bust the hole in something real quick? I've been here, you don't hear this in the Baptist ranks where I came out of, but in the more spirit-filled, you hear, we are kings and priests to our God. That's not what that says. You look it up. You look it up. In the, in the, the original Greek, he has made unto us a kingdom and priest to our God. Listen, kings receive glory. You give honor to kings. It is something that's been slipped in. Maybe there's some truth about it. But I'm telling you, this ain't about me and you getting any kind of honor. This is about one king of one kingdom who's going to reign over all the earth. One king. No other king but one. Now you're going to have to get that revelation for yourself. But I'm telling you, it says a kingdom. He made us a kingdom. We don't get honor here. How do you know that? Look at the next part of the verse. In verse 6, he made us a kingdom and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory. Not to the kings and the priests. It's not about our glory. It's the glory of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now I know there will be a lot of charismatic preachers who won't agree with that. But I don't care. I don't care what they agree with. When I read it and I see it, I stand on it. That's it. Be done with it. You can be a king if you want. I'm going to crown a king who's coming and who lives inside of me. I am a priest. We're a priest to the believers. We're ministers to the Most High God. That's our highest calling. But, do you understand that? It makes sense. I may be carrying that too far. I don't know if I am or not. I'm just, I saw it. it a light came on and I said, I'm going to preach it. Because he's the king. And we give him king and we give him dominion and glory. Hey, look over in verse 17 through verse 19. And when I saw this, I fell at his feet, but he laid his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid, I am the first and last. Someday we'll look at this vision. But he says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. Now this unfolding revelation that you and I are receiving and to share with the world. It's stuff that we know, we've seen, we've seen it. It's an unfolding testimony, but it's stuff we're about. Things that are going to be revealed to us. It's a three part. You know, I wonder, churches get really excited about Christmas. And I understand it's okay, you can do that, it's fine, not a problem. I have, I'm not hung up over that stuff. We didn't call him Santa. We called him the ho-ho man. And we told our kids he didn't exist. He was a ho-ho man as far as I'm concerned. Remember that? But uh, I, didn't want him, I didn't want my kids think, knowing I lied to them and then thinking Jesus was, must be a lie too. You know what I'm talking about? So I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't go the Santa route, but if you want to and if there are any kids, I'm, he ain't real. <laughs> and neither is God a Santa. He's not some bless me God that just give me God. Give me, give me, give me good gifts. He gave us the greatest gift. 
But I'm thinking, you know, all these churches, they celebrate Christmas. That's just the things that were. What about the things that are? Right now, the kingdom is here now. And what about that which is to come? They don't talk about that. I am. I'm going to, what I see, I'm going to tell folks about it. Even if it's not the most pleasant picture. You read all this stuff, some of it's not the most pleasant. Unless you know the king who's putting it all together. And then it really is. So anyway, let me share a couple things. It's only 11.53. You guys are good? Oh, man, I, I hope I'm not... I can't worry about what it looks like. I, I'm just telling you. I'm excited. When God gives me stuff, it blows me away to this day. In my last message, whenever it happens, I'm going to be blown away because God gave it to me. That's just the way it is. To me, it's like, wow. Whoa. You know, when, when folks on the earth are saying, whoa, I'm going, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa, be unto you. And you can have all the woes you want. Wow. One time I was on a date way before you showed up, and this girl, this girl told me, she said, David, you get excited over beans in your plate. I said, yeah, I do. That's great, man. I got some beans this morning in my plate. I don't know. I'd never forget that. You never told me that. We don't have, but we have some beans. We might have beans in just a little bit. Or beanie weenies. She's going to say, hey, look, after this, you're getting beanie weenies. <laughs> open it up no I want something better than that but anyway I better stick to the course here I'm gonna <clears throat> we're building a foundation that four-year-old boy this rock coming out of heaven to the earth we number one here's about six things we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken just gonna plant seed just throw some stuff out if some of you are still stuck up on the kings and priests, it's okay. It is all right. Believe it. It doesn't matter. Because you know on that day when you get there, you'll throw your crown off anyway. You don't want, you'll say, I, don't want, I didn't want this in the first place. It's yours. You get all the glory and dominion. Kings have dominion. He's got my dominion. I want him right here. Anyway, like one that cannot be shaken. You remember, what was it, about three, four years ago? sitting at the kitchen table when we lived over in Hollywood House. You were teaching. And all of a sudden, this rumbling happens. Remember that? We had an earthquake in Wilkes County. How many of you remember? Some of you don't know. We had an earthquake. Now, it wasn't that bad, but I'm telling you where I was. It was just for a few, a few seconds. The trees. I looked outside because we have a lot of windows in that Hollywood House when we lived there, and you could see the trees. I said, wow, this is cool. This is great. I mean, you know, it's like when I was a kid and there's a hurricane. To us, it was cool. As kids, it wasn't that cool to other folks. They had to clean up the mess afterwards and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, that earthquake happened. The epicenter was in Virginia. And it uh, cracked the Washington Monument and the National Cathedral. So the Washington Monument... The father of our nation, the first president. And then the National Cathedral sometimes is known as the nation's church. It's not, but sometimes it's known as that. They have funerals there and, and stuff and all of that. But they were shaken. I'm telling you, it's a prophetic picture. The church in America is about to be shaken to the core. The, the shaking has a greater now, here's what you can tell folks. Hey, I know it's shaking. God's shaking everything that can be shaken, and he's shaking in place his kingdom. 
That's what's happening. The kingdom is not going to be shaken. We're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We've got to get ready. And um, as things start to shake, we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Number two, we're receiving a kingdom which has come and is coming. Some of you weren't around when I, I shared this dream, but I want to remind you. I had this dream, one of the first prophetic dreams. They introduced me. I was preaching in a prophetic church, and in the dream, I knew it. It was a friend of mine, and, and uh, so I stood up. Do you remember this dream, some of you? No, good. I get to share it again. It was a long time ago. But anyway, I stood up. They introduced me, and I go, the kingdom of God is coming. 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 The kingdom of God. I kept saying that over and over and over. And then I woke up, and I asked the Lord, Lord, what does that mean? You know what he said? It means the kingdom of God is coming. You better tell people and get them ready for the king is coming. And I tell you, it's not only coming... It has come. His kingdom is within you. We, when we go and we preach the gospel in another land, or all these nations are in our neighborhood. It's a, it's a doorway for the kingdom. We're the doorway. And so he, the king comes through us. The king of righteousness. The king of glory. Through us. We got to release the kingdom. You got to release the kingdom. How many of you know what I'm talking about? America needs the kingdom of God. America needs you right now. Needs you. Needs you. America, this nation needs you. you. Listen, no one is here by waste or by accident. God knew. He, he delivered you all kinds of, from all kinds of stuff. He put you on the earth for such a time as this. What are you going to do about it? I'm telling you, if you just rise up a little bit, you'll find God will meet you and use you in ways you never dreamed. And then we're receiving a kingdom of love. The Lord. We're to love the Lord, love our neighbor, love the lost, love other believers, love our enemies. And we're going to have to make some decisions about that. The decision is love. But I'm telling you, when, when they come, you know, I'm willing to lay my life down as a martyr because, you know, if you kill them, they're going to go to hell. So I know there's that martyr part. But if they come after my wife, I'm going after them. They come after my kids, we're going after them. If they walk in this congregation, you're under my trust, under our stewardship. We're going to do all we can to stop them. All we can. You understand that? Will I lay my, lay my life down for a congregation? If I'm any kind of a shepherd, I would. Any kind of an under-shepherd. He laid his life down. And so I understand all that, but... There's a time to take up your sword. Now, I'm just going to tell you something. We have a security team in here. They're going to start coming to churches. You know that, don't you? This is not la-la land, folks. Jesus didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. He's dividing the sheep from the goat, the wheat from the tares, the false from the real, the anti from the real. That's why I don't like talking about the anti that much. But I, you know, we'll talk, talk enough about him. But I'm telling you, we're going to have some kind of code. If somebody walks in with guns, we'll figure it out. But I think we'll hit the deck, and then we got folks that are ready. We got folks that are ready. And if that doesn't work, you pick up your chair, and you rush him. He can't get all of us. 
It'll freak him out. Now, some of you think, this is crazy. How do they talk about this in church? Because this is happening right now, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Soft targets. We're out here in the middle of boondocks. I personally think we're hidden. I really think there's a, a, a covering over. It's a protection. That was one of the words they spoke, reminded us. We already heard it. There's an angel of protection and provision here. So folks are going to come. We're going to have to protect them and provide for them. So we're going to pray and there'll be miracles. Now, you, now everybody on the same page or some of you already gone out to lunch. <laughs> I told you, church isn't normal. <clears throat> What's happening to my voice? It's about to go out. Anyway, we're a church, we're a kingdom receiving. We are receiving a kingdom of power. Now, this is where I will talk about the anti. Look over, 1 John. This is really good. You want to see it? 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Really important. Little children, it is the last hour. Now, you know what I heard? i got to look all this up, but Bonhoeffer wrote in one of his books how the message right before the days of Hitler was a cheap grace, and it put the people in Germany to sleep. It was a hyper-grace message similar to what is being preached today in America. It puts people asleep, and they lose the sense of urgency. New Testament believers did not lose that sense of urgency. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know it is the last hour. You remember there are two things that have to happen before the, Lord, before the day of the Lord. You remember those two? There are a bunch of things. We need to talk about that one day so we can be watching. But in one particular context, it says the man of sin, lawlessness, the son of perdition, must be revealed. Or son of destruction. He's being revealed right now. And the great falling away must happen. It already happened. But when the heat's turned up, it's going to happen more. There'll be some going because they can't stand it, but there'll be more coming because they're looking to the one. They're looking for Jesus. They're selling out to Jesus. Oh, this is a great day to be alive. You don't want to be a coward. You don't want to be. You don't want to be. Anyway, let's go and look at this. So anyway, we heard he's coming. And verse 19 talks about the falling away. It says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. Do you see that? In the context of the Antichrist, why in the world would John include that in this context? Because what we need in this hour is the anointing. The anointing is going to scare the devil out of the devil. It is what you need in this hour. It's the anointing. It's the power cord being plugged in. It's that divine electricity. It's the unction to function. And we're not going to do anything without it. We've got to have it. Especially in this hour. You have an anointing. You read over. We won't turn there. But he talks about greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's in the context of the Antichrist. So he's rising up. And guess who's rising up in me? Jesus, the one who is greater than the Antichrist. We'll talk more about him at another point. we got to stir that anointing up. Stir that anointing. And then it's a kingdom with only one king. And we already read that in Revelation chapter 6. One king. Say one king. One king. 
And that's it. He's the king. He's king. And then it's a kingdom that is increasing or advancing. In verse 6 of Revelation 1, and his dominion. Talks about his dominion. A dominion is that realm that he rules over. This one is increasing and will increase until the end. And then it will probably keep increasing after that. I don't understand. But we're receiving a kingdom that's on the increase. A government that's on the increase. And then we're receiving a kingdom which will never end. And there's all kinds of things about that. But there are two things that must happen. Now, I, I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to wrap it up here. See, I'm going to talk about the Christmas story. I can do that. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a Scrooge. I believe in all this. Except, you know, I remember when I was a kid, it was Easter. And somebody, my dad and mom, somebody, they, there were a bunch of us kids, we were playing. And, and they said, you got to go in the room. The Easter bunny's in the room. And they, they talked this guy into wearing this Easter bunny outfit. <laughs> and so I, I didn't want to go in. It scared me. Said, man, if there's a big Easter bunny in there in my room, I ain't going in that room. That's not going, they no way. You have all the eggs you want. I didn't, and it spoiled their plan. They had it all. But I refused. I was not going in that room to see that bunny. Forget it. I ain't going in there. Uh, the chicken. Anyway, messed them up. They told me after. We had it all planned. It was all great. I'm not trying to spoil anything. I'm all for Christmas. This is a great season. People's hearts are open. But I'm going to talk about the one who was and is and is to come. All three. All three. Got to have them all. It's a kingdom. All right, all right, let's go. Look. Here we go. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a virgin. Betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. It's sure part of the story. How many of you are glad it's part of the story? Boy, I'm glad. This is the greatest time of year. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Can I just prophesy over you this morning? Look up. Highly favored ones, the Lord is with you. Get that in your spirit. I know he was with Mary. But he's with you. We asked you this a few weeks ago. I hope... I don't know. I'm going to give you a chance again. How many of you feel like you're his favorite? I've always felt that way. You feel, yeah, you do. You're supposed to. It's in us. It's in us. I am his favorite. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you. Blessed. But when he saw him, she was troubled at his saying and consider what manner. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. And behold, you will conceive and bear a son. Verse 32, he will be great. Say he'll be great. His greatness is about to be known again in America. The greatness of our God. And he'll be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. And here it is. And of his kingdom there will what? Be no end. Do you realize what that means? You and I are a part of a kingdom that's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. And then when that ever's over, there'll be more forevers. This stuff is eternal. It's not about all that stuff that's happening here. It's eternal. But we're here right now. What are we going to do about it? Well, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? How am I going to accomplish all this stuff? 
since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, they gave the example. Verse 37, 38. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. See if I can wrap this up. Okay, so we got this unfolding revelation of Jesus. God gave it to Jesus about Jesus. Jesus gives it to, Bar- to John and to all of his servants. Now you and I are to somehow give this revelation away. The testimony, the word of God, the testimony of Jesus. Things who was and were and are. And all, we're trying to give it away. Do you know there's something being born in us? There's something inside of us. It's the kingdom of God. How are we going to give this stuff away? There's stuff going on. It was impossible for Mary to give birth. It was impossible. Except she believed it was possible. So here's what I want to pour down in you this morning. Number one is it's that scripture that says, For with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing, nothing. Anybody got a dictionary? What does nothing mean, Tyler? Nothing. No thing. Nothing will be impossible. We got to live in that hour right now. When you get back to the Bhutan, you got to bring that with you, this anointing. Nothing will be impossible. God's going to have a people on the earth who believe that in these days. And they don't care what happens. The most impossible situations are made possible to them that believe. So we got to have that in us. And then the next thing, let it be according to your word. Let it be. What could Mary do about this? Now, she had her part. She had to go get with Joseph. But anyway, you just got to say, man, it's real. I believe it. I believe it. Actually, she hadn't even known a man. It was supernatural. I'm telling you, this is awesome. I'm sure she did get with Joseph later on, but that wasn't the reason. God did it. God, say God did it. I mean, that's what this is all about. The virgin birth. I'm trying to get my mind just kind of running around and all this. How's all this stuff fitting here, God? Sometimes you say stuff. I'm just figuring out how not to say stuff. Because I got too much to say. I'm just, it's bubbling over. But listen, I want it in you. I want everyone in this room to have an anointing. I want to plug, I want to, I want to play out, plug in, plug it in. All right, the electricity of heaven. It's like the lights come on. You know, you know what I'm talking about. When you pray for the sick, I'm tired of praying for the sick and seeing them sick. Jesus, we got to have the real Jesus. I don't care if they call me a devil. That's just part, it happens, it's the religious spirit. Don't even worry about it. Keep doing it. Do it. So we got to be plugged in. Okay, Lord, here's what I'm doing. Everybody just stand. First of all, is there anybody here not saved? Raise your hand. Say, I don't know if I'm saved. I want to know this Jesus you're talking about. Anybody? If you're watching on web stream right now, you don't know Jesus. Man, this is the time. Come on up, Joshua. Come, listen, you can come to him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved in this hour. You believe in your heart God raised him from the dead? We told two young men that yesterday. If you, do you believe in your heart that God raised his son from the dead? Yeah. Everybody believes that. 
Well, if you confess with your mouth and you believe, then you shall be saved. And you call upon him and you'll be saved, my friend. Listen, there's no sin too great the blood of Jesus can't forgive. Nothing. I don't care what you've done. You say, you, you say I'm, you're watching from wherever. It's amazing where you're watching from. You say, I don't think God can forgive me. Do you know what I did? Listen, I don't care what you did. The blood of Jesus can cover it. You repent. Acknowledge. You may have to go and confess that to somebody. And say, I did this. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You may have to go to jail. Man's jail. But you'll not go to God's jail. You'll be free. That's a word to somebody. Confess it. Get free of it. You'll be the most happy person in jail and the most free, most forgiven person. You can lead, you can bring people to jail or in Jesus in jail. Does that make sense? Somebody, I don't know where that word came from. It doesn't matter, but you can just say, God, come into my heart. Jesus, save me, fill me with the Holy Spirit. But now I want to pray for everyone in this room. I want to plug you in. I can't, there's only so much. The anointing comes, the anointing of the Holy One comes from Him. But we can stir it up. We can pray for it. So I'm going to just pray that you'll believe God for impossible things. That's going to take a faith we've never walked in before. It's an end time faith. That's part of Revelation 2 when we get there. We need to talk about Revelation in 2016. Because they had the faith of Jesus. They had patience and the faith of Jesus. So we're going to have that faith. And then we've got to just yield to him. Yield. To the Holy Spirit. So Lord we pray right now. In the name of Jesus. For everyone in this room. Lord I thank you for that picture. And I pray that Jesus you'd come along right now. The angels of heaven. And pour oil over everyone in this room. That wants it. Pour it over their head God. I ask you for the anointing that comes from above. The anointing. You said we've received that the anointing is within us. So stir it. Release it. God, I pray for the anointing to believe for things that are utterly impossible to man in this hour. I pray that people will walk in faith. God, you said when I come back to the earth, will I find faith? I prophesy over these watching and these in this room. Yes, we will have faith. Faith. Faith to believe God. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, we believe God. Now, Lord, I pray everyone in this room will have a spirit that says, Lord, let it be according to your word. Let it be according to the word of God. All that's been spoken over everyone, every prophecy, every word, every promise. Oh, God, the callings that are on these people's lives. God. We may, I don't even know, there may be a day we never come together again inside of a building. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We just know who holds it. And our trust is in you. God, ignite everyone. Anoint everyone. Fill everyone with power from on high to do the will of God. Father, come. Show them. You're real. You're real. This is not a joke. It's not a story. It's not a history story. It's not just remembering the baby in the manger all over again as we do every year after year after year. This is the one that grew up and died and rose from the dead. It's real. He's real. And I release that. I release miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles. Miracles. People laying hands on the sick. Miracles. God, 
We're, we're here. We're ready. We're willing. Here we are. Send us. Send us. If that's you, raise your hands. Say, Jesus, send me. Send me. There's a new commissioning, new anointing. I'm telling you, you are a kingdom of priests to the most high God. And of a kingdom that there shall be no end. Now, I know we're having trouble getting music going, but I'm telling you, the anointing's going. I, I don't know. Jesus, release it. Fire of heaven. Hey, there it goes. See, I told you. It's coming. Okay, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing over your life newspapers that are about to be published, be written first. Your name is written in that. So-and-so did this on the streets of Hickory or the streets of Barumi or the streets of wherever. You know what I mean? Your, your own neighborhood. But the, your name is written. And it's something, I, who cares on the earth who reads it? But in heaven, it's going to be recorded. These are the works of the last day saints. Those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits say that say that after me say i am a last day saint now not the latter day saint say i'm the last day saint you, you understand that i'm a believer on the earth put it that way who believes in jesus i believe in his death burial and resurrection the blood covers me the spirit of god lives in me within me nothing is impossible with my God I say yes Lord all you said about me all you've written about me all that's prophesied about me I say yes I'm yours in the name of Jesus I'm not turning back the demons are fleeing because greater is he that's in me than whoever's in this world. And I'm a child of love. Say that. I'm going to love even my enemies. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.